You're listening to the One Small Bite podcast with me, your host, David Roscoe. For over a decade, I have built a successful nutrition practice, helping thousands of people thrive, nourish their life, and break the cycle of crazy diets. We will take one small bite at a time to transform your health and develop a positive relationship to food. So let's chop the diet mentality, fuel your body, and nourish your soul. Okay, are you ready? Let's do this. Hey folks, welcome back. This is your host, David Orozco, with the One Small Bite Podcast, episode number 24. I'm really excited to get this show started. Today's episode is going to be on alcohol, which is really, really a top subject that lots of people ask me about. Got some great questions, great feedback, but before we get started, just wanted to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by My Nutrition Practice TD Wellness, and want to remind you or let you know that we are offering a 75% discount on virtual consults. Wow, holy cow, that is a steal. If you go to tdwellness.com forward slash contact dash us, again, that's tdwellness.com slash contact dash us, and in the subject line, put 75 discount we will definitely get back in touch with you, set something up. But I also want to remind you that your insurance might also cover nutrition services. So again, go to tdwellness.com slash contact dash us. And in the subject line, put in 75 discount. All right. So today's subject is on alcohol. I've gotten some really great questions from a couple of listeners or a few listeners. Um, One comes from Eric, and uh, this is a a great question. So um, listen, if you want to have these questions answered, again, go to the same place and just let me know what you want to hear. Give me a question or two about what nutrition topic is interesting to you. But this one comes from Eric. Eric wanted to know, okay, so I run quite a bit, and he said, I run quite a bit. I do maybe three or four runs a week with a long run on the weekends. I'm usually doing somewhere between 8 to 15 miles, depends on whether I'm training for a half or a full marathon, and what my training routine is. But I've heard that um, if you have a long run, or after a long run, or after a run in general, that it's really good to have a beer and you should have a beer. So is that true? So I, I, I looked at this and I thought, oh, this is a really good question because you hear this quite a bit, you know, have a beer after your workout or have a beer after your run. So let me kind of uh, dispel a little bit of the information and give you a little bit further guidance on this. So alcohol, remember, it is a suppressant. It is going to relax your body. So after a long run, what tends to happen is your joints are feeling stiff or you might have pains and sores. And so what the alcohol does is it relaxes those pains and sores. But think about it. Do you want to use alcohol to relax your pain and sores? It's probably not a good idea to be doing this on a regular basis. The second reason why it's probably not a good idea to have alcohol after a run 
um, is because you're you're pretty dehydrated at this point, and you also have a very low energy level, and so that alcohol is going to be um, a greater likelihood that you're going to be affected by that alcohol. So the absorption rate is going to be a lot faster, and it is also going probably to make you feel a little drunk pretty quickly. So it's probably not a great idea to have alcohol after a run. The other concept behind having alcohol or beer after a run is the idea of having some carbohydrate. And it does. It gives you some carbohydrate. It gives you some energy. But again, alcohol is probably not a good idea. It's akin to saying, go ahead and have some drugs after a long workout, a long run, it's not the, it's, yeah, that's not going to be really good for us. So yeah, while it does help in give you the energy and relaxes your body, um, you've got to understand that it's not a good idea to use on a regular basis as a way to help you recover, recover from your run. It's probably a better idea to go a different route. Like for example, after a run, make sure you hydrate. Another thing to do after you run or after your workout is probably go ahead and have a nice balanced meal. Think about four food groups, right? Fruit, vegetables, grains, proteins, fats, dairies, um, or all six of the food groups as a meal. It's probably good to go ahead and have a meal somewhere between an hour to two hours after working out. Anyway, you get that protein, you get that carbohydrate, it replenishes the muscle, it replenishes your body's energy levels. That's a lot smarter approach. I know many of us are concerned or fearing that if we work out and then we eat, that we're going to gain weight. But actually, the body will then utilize that food more efficiently. So, Eric, hey, man, thanks a lot. Great question. Now I want to go to the next one. And this one comes from Timothy. So, hey, Timothy, thanks, man. This is really, really good. Is red wine better than a cocktail? What a great question. So let's think about this because one of the reasons why people drink red wine is because of the phytonutrient resveratrol. We know and have heard of research that resveratrol, the phytonutrient, is great for our heart and mind or brain health, but resveratrol mainly for your heart health, and it is. It is very healthy. Resveratrol is a phytonutrient that makes the grape the color that it is, that deep blue-red color. Um, However, the problem with uh, alcohol is that it is alcohol, right? So compared to a cocktail, is is red wine better or worse? So, um, you know, I'm probably going to go on the side of red wine on this one because there aren't all of the phytonutrients that you would find in a red wine that you would find in other alcohol or cocktails. The other reason is that uh, cocktails also can have a blend of a lot of additives such as sugar or bitters or sweeteners or something like, say, for example, a ginger ale, which would have a considerable amount of uh, sugar. So you're drinking not only the cocktail, but you're also drinking maybe the uh, sugar from that food. So I'm actually going to go ahead and say the answer to this question is slightly yes. Alcohol is not necessarily better, but you're not really going to put alcohol with some other foods. It's not going to be like a mixer. So it's generally a better idea to have a nice red wine or a white a glass of white wine or a cocktail in regard 
regards to just a bourbon or just uh, alcohol with a splash uh, uh, of water, or maybe just a little bit of lime juice, maybe a splash of uh, some uh, sugar is okay. But remember, I think that what's important here is quantity. So moderation is really the key. You know, the recommendation is to keep under one glass for women, two glasses for men. So the same thing with alcohol, cocktails, you want to try to keep it to one drink anyway. So um, quite honestly, it's not that big of a difference, but I would go with the red wine just on, on from a, a personal standpoint. But some of us may not like red wine. So white wine is fine. A cocktail is fine. It's just a matter of quantity more than anything else. So man, great question. I really appreciate that, Timothy. Keep those questions coming. All right. Another question I got is, which alcohol is gluten-free? All right. So let me start with alcohol that isn't or is not gluten-free. That is beer. Beer has wheat, barley, or rye, and wheat, barley, and rye has gluten. So a lot of people with celiac disease, for example, need to avoid beer. So they're usually going to have wine or uh, a cider um, or a cocktail. And so some cocktails are going to have wheat in them. Some cocktails will come from a wheat drink. So that's what you really have to watch out for. Um, generally speaking, something like vodka or uh, tequila. But the problem comes when you start mixing these. When you start mixing the, the uh, beverages with certain foods that, or not food, excuse me, with certain uh, uh, additives or uh, ingredients that um, have gluten in them. That's what you would have to watch out for. But beer is the main one that's going to contain gluten. So the substitute for beer, sometimes uh, a lot of people say, for example, with a cellulite disease, would probably substitute a cider for uh, a beer. But it also depends on what your tastes are. Great. So, hey, man, I appreciate the question. That's really cool. Thanks a lot. Uh, and let's see, what's the other one? Um, oh, okay. So, um, the other question is about having uh, alcohol with food or hydration. So, this one's a, a really good one. And, and this one comes from Matthew. So, Matthew, man, I appreciate the, this question. So, how do I hydrate or how do I avoid um, with the better, not avoid, excuse me. He says, how do I keep the absorption rate of alcohol low? Is hydrating the best idea? So, hydration is really cool, really important because. Alcohol does dehydrate us considerably. So I often recommend people consume a tall glass of water with the equivalent of whatever drink that they're having. If that is a glass of red wine, if that is a 12-ounce beer, if that is uh, a cocktail, whatever it is, um, somewhere around 8 to 12 ounces of water to match that hydration level because it will uh, dehydrate you. But as far as getting drunk, for example... Um, it is a little bit better to have uh, alcohol either with food or after eating. Um, and this one's always a little challenge because if you think of happy hour, we actually are not eating that much, at least when it comes to happy hour. And we tend to drink first. 
So this is where it becomes a little tricky. I usually tell people, all right, look, if you're going to do happy hour and you're not going to have food, then that's when it's a good idea to probably have some water. Again, if you do a glass of water with alcohol. And if you also can have some food before you drink alcohol, that's going to help in a couple of ways. Number one, it's going to help reduce the absorption and it's also going to help fill you up a little bit so the amount of alcohol you consume would end up decreasing over time. You know, I think it's also very beneficial to understand what, and so this would be more of sort of a subcategory to this, and that is, it's also a good idea to think about what you pair, what food to pair with alcohol, and um, this is important because oftentimes people don't realize this, but if you pair food with alcohol, it actually can either help increase the amount of alcohol you consume or it could decrease the amount of alcohol you consume. Let me give you an example. Think about going to a bar, right? If you go to a bar, what are they going to have? They're going to have certain types of food that are going to be fatty, they're going to be salty, that they're going to be um, uh, relatively overly processed. And so think about, for example, beer with pizza, or maybe having beer or cocktails with certain foods, wings or fries or burgers or meats. And so what ends up happening is that it actually reinforces an experiential type of eating. It's like you're remembering that this food is paired well or tastes well with that alcohol or that beverage. And so there may be a likelihood of overconsuming. So how do we get that? Look, I'm not going to kid you. I, like the next guy, enjoy beer with my pizza. But here's one of the ways I try to manage that overconsuming of either the alcohol or the food. And I pair that, for example, with a salad or uh, some vegetables and even some fruit. Because what that does, it actually decreases the the taste comparison or the contrast with that alcohol, like say for a beer. Beer and, and fruit, beer and, and vegetables or wine and drinks with uh, those veggies and fruit, not always the best, right? So it's a great little trick to help keep you uh, from over-consuming. All right, my friends, I hope you really enjoy this. I just want to remind you, look, if you got your nutrition question, hit me up. That is your call to action. Go to my website, tdwellness.com slash contact dash us, and let me know what your nutrition question is. Leave me your name, and I'll be able to answer that question on the show here, and so we can get to what's going on, and remember that um, TD Wellness is also offering a 75% discount on virtual consults. Man, that is a great deal. And it, I you know, have to say, take advantage of it because it's going to end soon. So uh, remember, go to tdwellness.com slash contact dash us. And remember, chop that diet mentality, fuel your body, and nourish your soul. All right, folks. See you soon.